room worth one good man's life. We believed it once. Make us believe it again. He was a soldier of Rome. Honor him. Who will help me carry him? No, it's not Margaret, it's your mother. Oh, that's Marjorie. It's your mother, it's your mother, it's your mother. Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiation Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. He was a soldier of Rome. Honor him. Now, you are listening to the Christian Car Guy show this morning. We are doing a tribute to my mom who went to be with the Lord on July 6th. But, Bob, you know, Solomon was a pretty wise guy, don't you think? <laughs> I know a few wise guys. Yeah. But can you imagine, just for a second, go back with me and look, just get a picture of what the look on the face of wife 622, okay? Your wife number 622 is Solomon, and he's all excited because he just has written Ecclesiastes number seven. He comes running in. Picture the scene. Honey, honey, I've got it. I've got it. I've got the seventh chapter of Ecclesiastes. The perfect, complete number. <laughs> Listen to this. And he says, it's better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting. At this point, wife 622 says, wise king say what? <laughs> How is it? How is it better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting? That's the question today, a little bit on the Christian Car Guys show. And we're going to ask you to call in on that very question as we're playing these sound bites from my mom and going through some of that because this is a very special show as a Christian Car Guy family celebrates the life of my mother. And I believe Solomon knew exactly what he was saying, and there is much here that is good for the countenance of our hearts, as is later promised in that same chapter. So I would love for you to call with your experience in a house of mourning and why you may agree with Solomon on this. The number is 866-348-7884. And we are live, and I would love to hear your story as we hear about my mother's story today. My mom, Marjorie Ann Gibbets Dillmore. She was, last name was Gibbets there at the end, born September 16th, 929, went to be with the Lord, as I said, on July 6th. And I would note that my mom was by all means the biggest fan and supporter, both of this show and the Jesus Labor Love. She listened intently to every episode, even the last one before her death. In fact, she told my brother that I was speaking too fast. <laughs> would he please call in and tell me to slow down? <laughs> She was having a hard time following things at this point as her bone cancer that took her life had just progressed over the last couple of years, and she was on a lot of morphine and struggling. 
She did lead the prayer team on the Jesus Labor Love, and she provided much of the guidance in keeping the lines of communication going within that volunteer team. In fact, she's the one that held me accountable. If somebody was on the list and they hadn't gotten help and stuff, my mom would, you know, like, when am I supposed to stop praying for this one, Robbie? <laughs> little encouragement, huh? <laughs> so it is with great joy that we honor her with this week's show, The Sound Bites are from the many, many times she called in. I just have but 10 of them. I don't even want to know how many times she called in. And I wish I had her first call, but he was likely in 2006 when the show first started, and it was before we, we didn't start podcasting, podcasting them until 2007. So we do, however, have this call, which was one of the early ones from 2008. Um, for whatever reason, she loved Dr. Sonny and she loved Bob. And I noticed that the calls got much more frequent after Dr. Sonny started to show up. And, and our Christian Junkyard guy who's here with us today, Bob from 109, you pull it. Here is my mom and Dr. Sonny, who himself went to be with the Lord a couple years ago. Wow. We have a very special caller. We have my mom. Oh, mom. And, and she has, she's got a, a, a story about tires. So we got to hear that. Mom, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. What you good got morning. for us? Good, good morning. morning. And good morning, Dr. Sonny. Good morning, Mom. I always like uh, hearing your voice. Uh, you have some great <laughs> stories, and you tell it like it is. I guess well, with a boy like Robbie, you got to. <laughs> I think one of the worst feelings in the world as you're driving down the road is that thump, thump, thump of a flat tire. And I believe that the Christian life is supported by four tires, and when you don't have them all inflated and taken care of, your life is out of skew, out of balance. Yes. And they are prayer, reading your Bible, Bible study with a group, and worship. Wow. And my spare tire is service in the name of the Lord. Yes. How and cool is that? I think he can probably come up with something for tires. <laughs> <laughs> we go, we're going to pull deep. We're going to go deep this morning, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. T-I-R-E. Truth is the Redeemer's example. Oh, he thanks. came here. He came here to inflate us all so we would never be flat. He came here to give us the Holy Spirit when he left, when he said, listen, I'm going to send the wind, which is the ruach, that's the Hebrew word for the wind, like air. I'm going to come and pump you up completely, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that's going to live in you so you'll never be flat again. Truth is oh, that's the Redeemer's. Great. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll keep thinking about the Holy Spirit inflating my tires. There you go, honey. That's bye what bye. he's here for. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you, Mom. Uh-huh. Oh, that was so awesome, Dr. Sonny. All right. Well, there you have it. Well, Bob, that was Dr. Sonny and my mom. That's pretty amazing because I've had, I've got a little bit of a deflated tire, and uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, Mom's calling me out. I mean, even from the other side, and uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty cool thing because uh, – I've had an inflation problem and I've really needed to work on it. And you got to realize it before you address the situation. And mom just brought it to my attention. Yes, she does. And and here she is with one of her many, many, many stories. Cause my mom had was a great storyteller as we interpret our Christian life often through stories. 
here's a story of her coming down the mountains before I was even born, but I was kind of in the picture, you'll hear. And uh, we got my mom on the line, so she I know she's got a mountain road story we got to hear. Hi, Mom, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. I've been over Donner Pass and Berthoud Pass in the snow, but the worst experience I ever had was going from our home in Pocatello, Idaho, down the switchback road to church one Sunday night. Um, I, your dad went ahead to be the choir director at church, <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that after he left, the snow was melting. It was like in April, and there was black ice. And when I got to the top of this road that was a switchback with no guardrails, I saw um, police lights at the bottom. So what do you do when you see police lights? You put on the brakes. Bad idea. <laughs> I completely rotated the car, an old 40-something Buick, four times going down that road. Was I in the car? <laughs> yeah, I was pregnant with you. Oh, well, I was definitely a rider. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would go off towards the edge, and I could look down and see the houses at the bottom of the mountain. And then I would swirl back and get back on the road, and then I'd turn around again. And I just took my hands off the wheel, and I said, God, I got two babies back home, and I'm carrying one. This is your car. And I ended up facing back up the mountain in a snowdrift. Wow. And the state patrolman came over to me. Maybe it was a city policeman. Said, roll down your window, and I did. And he said, get the H out of here before, <laughs> before somebody hits you coming down. <laughs> your dad said he saw me come in the back door of the church, and I was white as a ghost, and he said, I wonder how bad she smashed it up. <laughs> but I didn't. I wasn't hurt, and the car wasn't hurt, and I didn't hurt anybody. And you sang some really high notes, probably, when you got to car. <laughs> and well, I thank God. We will be back with much more of my mom and Bob here to talk, celebrate her life here today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Of course, we would love anybody that you would like to remember their house of mourning and the stories that all put together where we touch eternity when we are at this point in the house of mourning. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to this very special celebration of my mom's life today on the Christian Car Guys show. She was you know, in so many ways, one of our biggest fans and called in often. But, you know, it's amazing to me, Bob, it really is how God honors his saints. And, you know, I love to take part in that whenever possible. But, you know, she was a warrior. She was a prayer warrior. She was a prayer warrior for the Jesus labor of love. She was certainly a prayer warrior for this family. She was faithful. She was full of grace, which meant, to Robbie's point of view, when you were in her presence, you felt like you were her favorite, and I was just with her 32 or some odd grandchildren that were in her funeral in Illinois last week, or on Monday, and and each one of them felt the exact same way, like they were her favorite, and that was that's what it's like to be around somebody that's full of grace, Bob, and it's a wonderful thing. Uh, she's an amazing woman, and uh, just want to tell you, start watching for the signs of contact uh, 
uh, we pulled in the driveway at the house, and and all of a sudden there's a hawk. I thought it was some somebody had erected a cement statue in my yard there, and I looked over, and and it's this bird, and he's alive, and it's standing two and a half feet tall. Uh, wow! A huge, huge, huge hawk sitting there. Had a squirrel in one talon, and uh, uh, and I was trying to get my old camera out. You know, but I just feel like things like that's a sign, and uh, I've been finding pennies everywhere, and um, you know, it just seems like you'll hit a day where you just find penny after penny after penny, and I just see that as a communication, you know. In God uh, we trust, and there's so many different ways that that He's getting our attention, and again, as I mentioned, I think a lot of the way we interpret lives, or why we, when we're in a house of mourning. It is better than a house of feasting because you you sense love, you sense eternity. But if you ever have been in the situation, the stories that keep coming, and you remember, and you sense the love that was shared, and there's a picture of Jesus there because he was full of grace and he was full of truth. And of course, my mom was full of stories like this one when she was calling in for Father's Day 2010 talking about her own father. And you're not a 1928 porter, mom, I understand. You're Good actually, morning. <laughs> Good morning. Well, I want to describe your grandfather. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, um, I'm not very good about cars, but I guess I would pick a tan Ford pickup. Oh, wow. And, and this is because you'd never notice him in a crowd. He was just an ordinary guy, but he was dependable. He was utilitarian. He would go anywhere, do anything to help people. He could bandage a cup for a little girl or comfort a grown daughter. He was a very hard worker, but he was also very laid back. He always had time to visit and talk. And I don't know how you'd describe a Christian as a car. (laughs) Reborn, born again. He had a new engine. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, um, I think the fact that he was a Christian was what made him such a wonderful man. And he was certainly a wonderful father and grandfather. Oh, yes, I remember. I was in, you know, when you mentioned that I was, you know, I remembered the 63 Impala that he had that didn't have air conditioner we used to ride. <laughs> but thank you, Mom, for that blesses me. And I, that's well described. I think that's perfect. That, okay. That you, you nailed it. Did I? How did I do on Dad? Did, did you think of him as Electra 225? Yeah, I thought that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. God bless you. Love I appreciate you. Bye-bye. It. Bye-bye. It, so we, did, it did have air conditioning. It's called a 460. Four windows down at 60 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> that was the only AC we had growing up. Well, one of, the, one of the other neat things that happened, my mother's birthday was September 16th. She had... Like I believe her second granddaughter was born on her birthday, and her name is Sarah Ann, and she was there, uh, of course, over the weekend. But she had this special story for Sarah that, of course, none of us will forget when um, she was went camping with them, and she shared this back in 2011. So, Mom, what you got for us? I don't know which one to tell. There are so many. Maybe, <laughs> you, should, maybe you should tell the grizzly bear in the Footlocker. But I wanted to tell about one. A uh, dark and stormy night, my present husband and I and your niece, my granddaughter, Sarah Ann, were going camping in our favorite campground where everybody knew us. We were there a lot. 
and we arrived 15 minutes too late. It was closed after 9 o'clock, and they put up those metal teeth, so you can't No, oh, and yeah, you don't want to drive across those. No, so another man and his family pulled up behind us, and uh, the two men contrived, they went down in the nearby stream and got these big rocks <laughs> and put them on the teeth and knocked and held them down while we drove in. Then they went and put the rocks back in the road. And the next morning, the ranger came around, and he said, Bob, I didn't see you here last night. How did you get in? <laughs> Bob said, we backed in. <laughs> that'll teach him. That'll teach him. Don't try to think your way through that one. <laughs> All right, Doctor Sonny, have you got have you got something for us? Well, Christ is known as the Rock. Redemption overcome has overcome by Christ the King. If you are in a situation where you can't go forward or backwards, He always makes a way. He never puts you in a situation where you can't get out. So build your life on the Rock. Redemption is offered through Christ the King. He can get you out of those spiky situations. <laughs> That's oh, great. that's wonderful, and it's so true. That's what's happened it all is my indeed. life. Thank you, Mom. That's a great. I, I don't. I don't remember that because I guess I wasn't there for that one. But no, that, that, I know <laughs> you. You were there for the. I the was grizzly there for the grizzly bear. Yeah. We may have to pull that one out of the hat to you. But we got. Thank you, Mom. Bob. We got. Well, Bob, yeah, you could see another Doctor Sunny episode because if Doctor Sunny was on, you could almost count on the fact that my, my mother was going to call in. And I, I want to mention that again, as always, all the stuff that Jesus labor, love, car repair, labor for single moms and widows, and those things are at ChristianCarGuy dot com. But there's also a special tribute to my mom. I had done a, a video with her a few years ago that we called our 1930 and 40 newsreel, where we incorporated these newsreels. And that's at ChristianCarGuy.com under tribute to my mom, so you can check that out. Of course, we have a whole half more show of my mom, Dr. Sonny, and Bob, and all sorts of other colorful characters coming up, so stay tuned. And, of course, we would love to hear from you, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We're celebrating my mom's life. Ecclesiastes 7 says, actually, were you to read it, a good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death, better than the day of one's birth. It's better to go to the house of of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenant, by sadness by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. Hard to read in the King James Version, but I love the way it says that. The heart of the wise is in the house of the morning, but the heart of the fools is in the house of mirth. And so as you touch eternity, when you're at this point, when you're, you know, nobody loves you like your mother. I mean, there's just, there's a special relationship there and you have an opportunity in, if you or the Christian car guy, you know, she influenced the show so much in so many ways. A lot of people would know all the feedback she gave me. 
in the early days, especially about how many times I said, you know, and things like that, because she was constructive criticism. (laughs) (laughs) My mother had studied Latin and stuff in in college, and she was brilliant, especially with words and those kind of things. And so she had so much truth to share with us. But of course, you know, we're still in the story version because, you know, that's that's what my mom, she she loved the story. So here she was on one of <laughs> one of my favorite stories. This was another one of her high country adventures, which she often went on. Happy New Year again, Mom. Happy New Year again. Your your stepdad and I had a high country adventure that we weren't in a um, off the road vehicle. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> we were in a '72 Oldsmobile Cutlass, and we were going from. Carlsbad, New Mexico, to Ruidosa, New Mexico, which is in the mountains. And there's some serious mountains in New Mexico. And as we were going along a perfectly fine, nice New Mexico highway, your stepdad said, I know a shortcut to Ruidosa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Famous last words. I was driving, and when we pulled off onto this so-called shortcut side road, it started off as a paved road, and it seemed perfectly fine. And as I drove further, it got sort of pebbly, and then it became unpaved, and then it became more narrow and more rutted. And when I had to ford a stream, I knew we were in (laughs) 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 We didn't exactly have a car that was going to take those big rocks and those ruts too well. So I was driving about five miles an hour, and I kept saying, Shouldn't we turn around? And he kept saying, oh, no, no, we'll be there in no time. We had friends waiting for us, serving us dinner because we were on a trip in Ruidoso. Anyhow, we drove this way for many miles. I would say over an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And we finally pulled up over a hill, and there sat a Mescalero Indian on his horse. <laughs> was he wearing a headdress? I just have to know. <laughs> no, he wasn't wearing a headdress, but I, since we have a Mescalero Indian grandson, I knew what they looked like. Anyhow, he was herding his sheep on a horse, and he looked at us like, where did these pale faces go? We... We In finally, the cutlass, yeah. I was, <laughs> we finally pulled out into a little better maintained road and out onto the highway, and there was this huge billboard facing the highway. And we turned around to read it, and it said, Closed to all through traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it, a, was Mom, we have to know because, you know, was it in fact a shortcut? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and at we, least did it come out at Rio Doso? Well, eventually, yeah, we did get to Ruidoso, but our friends were very worried because it had not been that long a trip. <laughs> but it is the stuff that makes legends, Mom. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know? we will we will never forget the shortcut to Ruidoso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that one's been reminded to Bob a few times along the way. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't do so. <laughs> never. Well, thanks, and by the, by the way, I want your listeners to know that your adventures in the high country were not known to your mother for many years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, is true. happy new year to everybody there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mom. <laughs>
Yeah, she had some stories, didn't she? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some adventures, and you know that's part of what you get to celebrate is 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 life like that. And and when you're when you're there around somebody as as you celebrate their life, you know those are the kind of things that just I don't know they just do something, you know, for family. It's been uh, it's been the day after Christmas in 1993 is when I lost my mother. And there's not a day that goes by that her presence in my life doesn't just show right up. You know, the things she taught me, the mannerisms, uh, you know, after my other two brothers got in school, it was just me and mom. And I'd go with her to get groceries. I'd go with her to the get her hair fixed. And, um, you know, I was around adults because of her and because of being at uh, the beauty parlor and stuff. And so I had no trouble talking to adults and I'd go over to people's house and, uh, you know, talk to their parents just like they were, you know, average folks. Cause that was average folks to me. It's just part of the raising my mom gave me, but you know, every day, uh, you know, something she gave me or, or placed in my life or, or, you know, inspired me to be, you know, comes up and, uh, that's part of the celebration of course makes this show, and speaking of Christmas, here's my mom calling in on Christmas Eve. I think it was 2011. Christmas, Mom. Merry Christmas, son, and Merry Christmas, Dr. Sonny and Bob the Junk Car guy. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you, dear. Um, it may come as a shock to you, son, but my Christmas memories do not revolve around chocolate top cookies because <laughs> we had them all year long. We just didn't have red and green sugar on them at the rest of the year. Ah, I see. Well, we didn't get to see Grandma very much except that time of year. But but my Christmas memories was this wonderful caramel uh, candy she made. It was, she called it butterscotch. And I never did do it right because it involves dropping hot syrup and cold water and all that stuff. I was never the cook that Grandma was. But what I remember is we treasured it so much that my sister and I would try to find it before Christmas. She'd make it early. (laughs) (laughs) And she would store it. And um, we would look all over the house to try to find it. If we did, her supply was really depleted. Little wow. detective work there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mama, I'm, 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 I don't remember that. Did she continue to make it onto when we were kids? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know why. For one thing, she may have lost the recipe because it was in an old, old, old cookbook that I remember. But no, I, you probably never had any. But as kids, that was what we waited for. Was her. Uh, but she called it butterscotch candy, and she wrapped each piece individually. I, she was something else. Well, Mom, can you just picture? You know, since I have you on the on the phone, which is precious to me, can you just picture that that you're with Jesus and you're saying, "Jesus, come and taste my mother's butterscotch candy." I would love to do it. Isn't that that's an intimacy? That's something that's down deep in your all of our hearts. We have those, we have those Christmas memories, you know, 
my oldest sister, and my mom knows this, she sent out an email this year asking for all the kids to to remember their favorite Christmas, you know, memory. And, and we saw all sorts of, you know, things from the time we blew up the bounty with the time bomb game and all that. <laughs> but the one that surprised me is my brother came out of the closet, literally. <laughs> that he had, he had, he shared a memory that one time he snuck in and, and, and looked at everything in the closet. And he talked about how the bummer, what a bummer Christmas was that year. But did you ever know about that mom? No, I never did. I, I often wondered if any of you did. A little sneak? <laughs> <laughs> but he would have been the one to have done it. I know that. So, Dr. Sonny, there's your challenge. You got, you got, you got uh, butterscotch, butterscotch and then you've got the closet for my brother. We're going to do Carmel because Mount Carmel is where Elijah oh, that's right. showed, oh, great. The, yeah. showed the greatness of God to, to 450 of uh, the, the bad guys. Christ arose as Redeemer and Master for eternal life. Just like that caramel is very sticky and it gets into all the parts of the cookies and the candy and the cake, and Christ gets into every part of you and you become very, very tasty and the aroma to, to Christ of your life. All right, we will be back with the last segment of the celebration of my mom's life. We're going to get into a little truth that she shared And, of course, we would love to hear from you if you've got something along these lines. 866-348-7884. Stay tuned. That is the end of Le Miserable, and if you've ever seen it, all the people that had died throughout the movie, <laughs> from the little boy on up to all the heroes, they show up in this last scene <clears throat> coming into heaven, <clears throat> or coming out of heaven, I'm not exactly sure, but the picture is what we hope for, and in, in no doubt in my mind, Bob, in these moments of mourning, we touch eternity, and we realize that we have a hope that tomorrow comes, just as that song says. It's not just a hope, it's a promise, it's a guarantee, and it's the air I breathe and the ground I stand on as as far as Rob's concerned because, you know, the fact that he was saved and baptized four months before he passed away, uh, it's just been such an awesome thing to hold on to. And, and people that are blessed by losing someone that they're, absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt know that they're saved have such an easier time with it than people that have doubts and and that wonder you know hey did did they make it or not i can assure you that in the putting together of all these sound bites many 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 tears you know i may the lord's given me some grace to hold it together so far through this show but believe me this stuff is not easy um 
and it's and it's been one of those things, especially as I listen to some of these last ones that we're going to so we're going to see if we can hold it together for one more bing. But <clears throat> my mother was extremely feisty, and she was full of truth. And this one little bite here, I want to uh, grasp of what happens if you don't recognize her as your mom at first when they put whoever the producer was put up Margaret on the on the instead of Marjorie. This is hilarious, I think. Margaret is in Tennessee. Margaret, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. No, it's not Margaret. It's your mother. Oh, it's Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, kind of how that went over. But uh, uh, you know, one of the corrected once again. Yeah, corrected once again. <laughs> but here is one of my favorite all-time stories that my mom told about when she. Uh, brought the boss's wife over to and i had an issue to give you an example of why my mom needed to be rugged we actually have the christian car mom here on the line with us <laughs> this morning mom can you tell them a little bit about some of well one experience that's kind of a dillmore family legend now it's it goes down in the family lore of dillmore's of what your young son did for you that one day in colorado Am I supposed to talk after? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> what, what a beautiful thing to say about me. Anyhow, this is the family legend. When Robbie was a young boy, maybe seven, eight, nine, he loved all critters, especially snakes. He even wrote a story about snakes. I don't, why, I don't know why, but I don't have most women's fear of them, and I never have. So I was quite permissive as his having snakes around. We lived in a home with a finished basement whose stairs led up to a small hall outside the kitchen. At one time, he had his snakes down in the basement and spent a lot of time with them. On the day that we're talking about, I had Robbie's dad's boss's wife in for coffee. We were sitting at the kitchen table and she had her back to this basement door. All of a sudden, Robbie appeared in the doorway with this big smile, holding a snake who was regurgitating a frog. <laughs> Not two feet from the lady's back. I was trying to signal him quietly to go away, but he was so excited about showing this, this wonder of nature that it didn't work, he exclaimed, Look, Mom! <laughs> the boss's wife turned around and had the snake and frog right in her face. I didn't know she could move so fast, but she was through the living room, screaming all the way, and out the front door before I could remove my son and his little friend <laughs> from the kitchen. <laughs> in spite of profuse apologies, the boss's wife was never quite as friendly ever again. <laughs> and for some reason, she never wanted to come for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a family legend retold many times. So you see, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just make my mom a beautiful, graceful. She had to be a Jeep Grand Wagoneer because you know she needed, she needed that rugged aspect to put up with all my shenanigans. My brother was like me, you know. We we fought. We uh, one time played swords with sticks, and of course I broke his hand. And you know, just things like that were just a constant. So my mom, after after we graduated from school and all, she went on to become a nurse. And so she, she just continued on that way. So thank you, Mom. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> well, thank you, son. To give you an example. Yeah, so 
you know, one thing, and I and I had an opportunity to speak at my mother's funeral, which was very, very difficult. I stood up there, and she had taught me how to do public speaking when I tried out for, and she said, the first thing you do when you get up there is you take a deep breath. And I stood up there in front of all these folks, family, to do that, and that was the very first thing I did, Bob, was take a deep breath, because I needed to share this, and I need to share this today, too. That... <laughs> My mom um, attempted suicide when I was about 12 in a really, really bad situation where she <clears throat> took a lot of medication, climbed in the back seat of a car, and was there for over a week in Detroit, Michigan in the winter. And when they found her, she was blue, and they you know, did all this stuff to recover. And actually, I got told my mom wasn't going to make it when I was that age. We went in to say goodbye to her, but God had another plan. And she went through actually years of of hospitalization and stuff we didn't see her for some time i think over a year and during that time what saved her was the bible verse in mark 12 where jesus was explaining the best two commandments and the one being love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength but the second one love your neighbor as yourself my mother discovered that like getting the oxygen mask to come down in the airplane, that if she did not love herself, she was not capable of loving others properly. And what a remarkable change it made for her to learn how to take care of herself, how to love herself, so that she could then love others. Of course, God loved her so she could love herself, and then she could love others. And that was an amazing truth that my mother held. And of course, you know, we got my mom's last call. <laughs> and right now we have my mom live from Illinois. But mom, you got something for us <laughs> on our sure 10th anniversary? How, I'm not sure how live I am. I just had a terrible example for all you young people out there of trying to work a telephone, telephone and a computer all at one time when you're on morphine. <laughs> I could not find your station. I could not find it. Well, anyhow, I just wanted to say that everybody out there, that maybe uh, he has changed a lot of lives, but the Christian Guard Show has changed Robbie Dilmore's life. And it could hardly get any better, but as his mom, I'm going to tell you, he's getting better and better. That was the last call, Bob. It was the 10th anniversary just a couple months ago. But um, I remember that show. And thank you for doing this with me, Bob. It's been just an honor to uh, to have this time together. It's been an honor to be here for you. We've carried each other through so, through so many things. Uh, it's just been a joy to be here and be a part of this with you. And uh, just awesome strength you displayed today, brother. And thank you for listening. Well, you all have shared it, too. You're the Christian Car Guy family, and we really appreciate you being with us today remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 33 years thank you bob (laughs) thanks brother see you soon